Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 7 of the Full Court Podcast. I'm your host, Angus, and you might be wondering, why is Enoch not doing the introduction? It's because I accidentally gave this guy my sickness that I had for the last two episodes. <laughs> so I'm doing the intros now. We'll see. We'll see who's really the Batman, who's really the Robin. I know some people want me to be want me to be the number one option. And um I should win MVP or something. <laughs> Enoch, how no, you feeling? You should, you should get the MVP, bro. But yeah, MVP. I'm a little I'm a little under the weather. Um yeah, so Angus is doing the intro today. <laughs> So, How was your um, week, bro? How was your week? My week? My week was great. Uh I played a decent amount of basketball. Of course with our with our friend Connor that that's become a serious name drop in the last couple of weeks on his pod. Uh, once again Connor hit a lot of heavy J's on me. I I beat him in two <laughs> games, he beat me in four, but you know, it's a best of game best of seven. So you know who won. How about be, you, you playing be... basketball? Nah, dude. I wish I had time. But yeah, I'm sick for a reason, y'all. Like I just been working, working. Uh, but we still here. You feel me? Um, still here, bro. So Winton's birthday. Winton is one of our close friends. Winton's birthday uh, was last week, but we celebrated on Wednesday. We went, took him out to get some sushi, bro. Because you know we had to take him, get him that, get him that, Treat that him up. gourmet experience. You feel me? Wine and dine uh, him and slut him out. Yes, sir. And when we got there, the Kings game was on, and we got to watch the la- the, the second half of the game. Uh, did you get to watch that game? Was that the Chicago Bulls? The game? Bulls game. The Bulls game. Yeah. Oh, what a game that was! <laughs> yes, sir, bro. And I remember. Okay, so yeah, the fourth quarter started, and that's when we actually started paying attention. And Aaron um, was like, Aaron's also one of our close friends. Aaron was like. Oh, uh, Fox is having a, a slow, a, like a, you know, a quiet game. And he was, he was like, I think he had like 15 points uh, or 17 points. He was like, he was like eight for 11. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but then he was like, he's going to have 30 by the end of the game. And this is the beginning of the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. sure enough, sure enough, he had 30 and the game winner. And we, we, we were screaming in that small ass restaurant, bro. <laughs> I bet everyone was going crazy in that restaurant, were they? There was like another table that was watching the game and they were hyped, but most of the people were looking at us crazy. <laughs> they don't know. And did you see that Fox did that little Jordan shrug type thing after hitting the game winner? He said, I'm fucking nice. He said, I'm fucking nice. And he's not wrong. He is not wrong. People, he went four from six from three in that game. I don't expect yeah. that every time, but. I'm not going to lie, bro. When he pulled up. When he pulled up for that last shot, I was like, oof. I don't I know. I've seen a, a lot. Shot. I thought so, too. But I've seen a lot of those three-point buzzer beater that that Fox takes. And half the time, they're just like, uh You know what I mean? But half the time, it's like, yeah, I don't know why he likes taking threes when it's tied. He does that a lot. Yeah, and they're terrible shots a lot of the time. But I think he's just confident in his jump shot. But I, I think that's a a good sign. But it, it, I can see how it can get frustrating. But he doesn't shoot like ten of those, like Julius Randle. He only shoots like five to six of those, at most. Yeah, um, yeah. I just want to talk about that game a little bit because that was one of the, like for sure one of the highlights of my week. Uh, it was like my last day off, and then I got to watch that game with my homies. Um, Eating sushi, yeah. right? Eating sushi, bro. What do you know about that? What do you know about like like? 
like tuna belly. What do you know about fish belly, bro? I I, I don't know. I've been I've been craving sushi for a long time. I haven't gotten any sushi. <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing bro, about sushi. Sushi's no joke, <laughs> bro. Because she knows I'm like differently, like absurdly passionate about sushi, bro. <laughs> well, makes sense for those who don't know. Enoch Enoch works at a sushi restaurant, so I'm kind of yes, surprised to see that he's not tired of sushi yet. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Let's let's get into the. Yeah, y'all, we're seven episodes in, and we have never, like, formally introduced ourselves. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do that today. We're going to take a little quick segment, you know, talk about ourselves, talk about what we do, talk about why we're doing this. Um, yeah, and who we are. Angus, you want to start or you want me to go first? I-, I could go first, but me personally, always let my game do the talking. But <laughs> since a lot of the followers don't know who I am, I'll I'll, I'll do some talking. So I'm Angus. I uh I grew up with Enoch. We met each other in high school, and um, every time we talked about basketball, we always had something to do disagree about. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy how this man was just born to be the complete polar opposite of me. And <laughs> I, I it was a love hate relationship talking about basketball with him because one he knew what he was talking about a lot of times, and then two, it was just that he he oh some of these some of the things he would say would just <laughs> trigger me. And I would just have so much to say. So that's why I uh, want to start a podcast with him. But I grew up watching basketball. I didn't really become a fan of the NBA until the 2010-2011 season. And I became a fan of the Kings. And I'm featured on the Kings Instagram multiple times. So <laughs> Yes, you are, so, bro. So that's check that so out. <laughs> every, every time they came to He's the not lying. Center, He's not lying. I, they always check me out and say, hey, do you want to be on our story? I'm like porch and every single time i always look like a nervous little kid but if you actually listen to what you're saying you actually know like you're saying some real shit i'm saying some real shit yeah and, yes. uh, keep going and um despite my immense immense knowledge on the nba i i've never played on an organized basketball team in my life i got cut in middle school twice got cut in elementary school and then i got cut in high school but that that was that was a sign. After getting cut for the fourth time, I realized maybe I'm not. I wasn't born to play basketball. No, was, no, no. Listen, I, y'all. I was, I was there. I was to talk his senior about year. It. I was there senior year when he tried out for the team, and this man really worked his ass off. Like, if anyone was most deserving to make the team, it was him. The only thing was, you know, our coach, uh, who we might. I'm gonna try to get on this podcast one day, um, but Coach Monday, uh, he doesn't like. You know, most co- most varsity coaches. That if you don't, if you've never seen a kid and they pull up on their senior year and they want to hop on your team, unless they're like a three star recruit, you know, you don't really want to mess up the, f- like, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, that was one of the main reasons Angus didn't make the team. I think if he if he played a little long, uh, earlier, seriously, uh, he could easily been on that team, like maybe freshman sophomore year, and then grew into the varsity player, kind of like me. But we get into that, but. He no, I just I think that you. I just I just think the coach had a serious stance against walk-on players. And who was to say I wasn't a three-star recruit? How would you not know <laughs> I was a three-star recruit if I never played? When you think about it, that's true, bro. That's true. <laughs> but but being on that basketball team during the preseason program changed my life, low key, because it taught me some discipline. I was able to take my mile time from like eight minutes to like five forty-five, which is crazy. Yeah, you change your body in like three yeah. months. Yeah, but uh, how about you tell us about your little? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you some questions. I'm asking you some All questions. All right, okay, okay. I feel like 
the audience needs to know a little more things. Uh, tell us, tell us where you went to school, Angus. I went to school in uh, in Oak Grove, California, uh, no, which no, is college, the home. College. Oh, okay. I thought we were gonna mention our our state championship high school. Okay, so I I, I went to <laughs> we'll UC to Irvine. I went to UC Irvine, and during my years, my only year at UC Irvine, I was a student journalist for the school newspaper, where I covered volleyball, which I had no idea how to watch, but I learned. And basketball, so I got to uh, cover the women's and men's college basketball team, the Ant Eaters, and it was one of the best times of my life. I decided that media is something that I, I truly love, and um, eventually I got to go to Las Vegas for the Big West tournament, the tournament before the March Madness tournament, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. I felt like a high-profile media member, the way I was able to get backstage access. I got to interview all the players and coaches, and not to mention all the free food. That's probably liked. That's an and, important and bro, and bro got was on like TV for like every time on defense or whatever. Every time the camera was, got to the left side, he every, was like on the time, little corner of the screen. Every time on the left side. <laughs> and not to mention, I got to see Jalen Williams of Santa Clara, who now plays for OKC, uh, play. I got mm. to see him play, and he, he caught a body against TCU. And I saw that court side, and I got to interview him, which was great. Yeah, he, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, tell me who, uh, tell me, tell me who's your favorite team and why, and this will be the last question. All right. My favorite team is the Sacramento Kings because, um, uh, I'm from Sacramento and I remember the first Kings game I watched, like the full, full, full game, first entire 48 minutes was Kings versus Timberwolves. First game of the season, 2010, 2011. And my dad was like, I heard DeMarcus Cousins is really good. You should turn on TV and look, watch him. And I was like, who the heck is DeMarcus Cousins? And then I watched the game, and he dropped like 19 points or something in his first game. I was like, dang, this this guy's Wait, pretty good. That was good. his rookie year? That was his rookie year. Yeah. And I always, my dad would always have Kings games on in the background, but I never like fully paid attention to it. I watched clips of it. But the 2010 season, that's when I really started watching it, and it was it was life-changing. It, it for real changed the trajectory of my life, because now, no matter what I do, the Kings have such a profound impact impact on my life facts uh were the kings are <laughs> the first nba team that you would watch no i remember the first time i watched an nba game i think it was a playoff game play where i really like paid attention to it, it was probably bulls celtics in 2009 that was a classic mm. first round series that series went to game seven i watched ray allen hit a fadeaway three at the buzzer force ot i forgot which game it was but it was a it was a crazy game. That was yeah. Didn't that didn't that team wasn't there like a an insane amount of overtimes during that yeah. series? It's regarded as one of the best first round series of all time. It was like nine OTs, right? Over seven games. Will, yeah, it was nine overtimes over the course of seven games. Yeah. You know how crazy that is, bro. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, how, how about you? Yeah, what was your first memory of basketball? I know you're a late bloomer with it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, so my first, the first player I really paid attention to, as as many others, was Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And that was just because he was always on TV, like always. Yeah. And my dad really wouldn't watch basketball until, you know, playoffs started. And then when the playoffs started, that's when it was just all Kobe, you know? 
And I'm not gonna lie, I don't think he, I don't think he ever won when I watched him. But I always knew this guy was like one of the best ever. You know, he was always and, on the commercials. Yeah, he was just. I just remember him like you know, always going into commercial break. There's just a video of Kobe hitting this fadeaway tough ass shot in front of someone's face, and just that just kind of sparked my interest towards the game. And I didn't go to my first basketball oh the second player that got me into the game was jeremy lynn <laughs> mm-hmm. of course of course and i yeah that was my first ever basketball game that i actually went to was in uh golden state uh oakland when i went to watch the rockets play and and that was my first game and then i went to a king's game and i think 2012 and oh. uh that's when i started really like it you know what you know that we were so bad but you know what really made me a king's fan what what made you a Kings fan? The fans itself, like yes. just the environment of being in Sleep Train Arena, it was just so like it was like nothing I've ever experienced before. You know, you 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 live your own little life, and then you go to one of these games. It's like well, I was like twelve, thirteen, and it's like whoa, <laughs> you know. Not like, you I think you Sacramento more than the Kings. Yeah, and I was gonna. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like so many people. I didn't know that many people could cheer for one thing at one time and be that loud you know what i mean cheer and i for just something that's so mid <laughs> like the king i know <laughs> no below mid be below mid way below yeah. mid um but yeah i loved i ever since then i loved the kings i loved demarcus rudy gay was one of my favorite players because he was mm-hmm. my favorite players in 2k and then when he became he when he became a sacramento king i was super ecstatic uh too bad they didn't do shit with that team but yeah um yeah, to introduce myself a little bit more, uh, my name's Enoch. Uh, I went to high school, Angus. I met him mm-hmm. freshman year. Uh, Thought I was annoying. Fucking nerd dude that would, yeah. nerd kid that would fucking rap battle everyone he could. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. And I was like, honestly, me and Angus didn't have a great relationship uh, when we first met. No. Like, we kind of just. We were rivals. We, yeah. I mean. <laughs> But I'm your idol. Like, yeah, bro. But like, yeah, Angus would get on my nerves. I'm not gonna lie. But I think I remember uh, towards once we got into junior senior year, we were we were always around each other, and I just yeah, he, I don't know, just we always got we just got closer over the years, and um, kind of I think we both matured together as people, Mm -hmm. and um, it was really cool to see, not just me and you, but like me and all our friends as a group. Yeah. Um. And it was really cool. And and Angus is a loyal ass dude, and I'm a loyal ass dude. Uh, I know I always got his back, and I know he always got mine. So, uh, you know, even though I see this guy like twice a year, uh, we still close as hell. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't go to college. I'm actually, um, like when Angus said, I'm a server at a sushi spot called Makuni's uh, in the Northern California area. Um, it's a pretty notorious sushi spot in the area. Um, if you ever get a chance, don't go. <laughs> because we're busy enough um but yeah i and also cut hair on the side um uh I, I i don't know if i would call cutting hair one of my passions but i'm pretty good at it and uh I, what i do what i am passionate about is being able to connect with the same people or new people over and over again because you know as most of y'all know if not all of y'all know once we get older 
it's a lot harder to to stay connected with the people that you care about and the people that mm-hmm. were once really important in your life. Um, and that's not to say you're a bad person. It's just life gets fucking busy and we have to do yeah. our own things. Uh, but that's what I love about cutting hair. It allows me to see people I haven't seen in a while or reconnect with people on a regular basis. Um, and it, and it helps me grow as a person in a lot of ways, you know, just it has, I've cut, I've been cutting hair for almost three years now. And just the amount of growth I've seen in myself that I could credit towards cutting hair and, 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 you know, building relationships with my clients. It's, it's really, it's really uh, rewarding in that sense. Um, but yeah. That's a little bit about me. Oh yeah, I played. I uh, played uh, basketball uh, all four years at Elk Grove High, same school as Angus. Um, Ooh, I wasn't very years. good. Yeah, I wasn't very good at all. Um, until senior year, I got a role as a spot up shooter on our team. Um, shout out me and Sydney, bro. We were the. <laughs> we could shoot the fucking lights out of the ball, bro. In high school, we were a shit ass team, um, but we could shoot. Me and me and Sid. Um, I believe that you were like the third leading scorer on the team. That our second. senior year, or second lead. Second. And you were and coming off the start. bench, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't I didn't even start. How did Coach come to you? Was he like saying, listen, Enoch, we want you to come off the bench, score a lot, but then you won't ever get a chance to start. Does he like talk to you straight up about your roles on the team? No. N- he doesn't talk to anyone like that. And most no. coaches don't. They want you, especially in the high school level, I can't speak for the, any other level besides high school, but at the high school level, you have to earn everything. And at least that's how it was for me. Um, and he never would give anyone the, you know, the pleasure of letting them know that, no, you'll never lose your spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then they start working hard. Makes you comfortable. Makes you too comfortable. Exactly. And we weren't good enough to be comfortable, bro. <laughs> so Listen, listen. If I was on a team and then me, you, and Sydney would have been the three leading scorers, we would have we would have put Asian basketball on the map, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> like potential. Yeah, I mean, I had like eight points a game that year, and I was the second leading scorer. That kind of just says how bad we were, you know. So, <laughs> I think Sydney was averaging, and Sydney's our boy. Sydney was averaging like cool, fourteen. I right? think twenty. No, like he was 14. averaging like twenty three, up until the second half of the season, mm-hmm. when we had to play everyone again, and. The scouting Everyone. report was crazy on him. They were double. No, yeah, him. yeah, and it was just they were face guarding him every time, and he his average went down to fourteen by the end of the season. It was like crazy. He was average, he was going stupid in the beginning of the season, and then once they were just we didn't really have anybody else besides him. So once they shut him down, it was kind of it was really hard to win. Um, all right, all right. Be honest. All right, you right now in your current state. Imagine if you were conditioned to play basketball. Put you on that on that 2017, 2018. Uh, Elk Grove High School basketball team. How many points are you averaging? Oh, uh, at least if I already had eight points a game off, like what, seventeen minutes? Yeah. Uh, after high school, I got a lot better with my handles, y'all. And I'm not just saying that. Um, but I'm no, definitely not in better. shape. So, so I'm definitely not in shape though. And yeah, getting but if back you were. to, if I was in shape, and I, my defense was solid, um, and I got. I played most of the game. I think close, like, I would, me and Sydney would be, like, neck and neck, like, 15 a game at least. 15, okay. All right. Me, but in those in those circumstances, how many points you average, am I averaging, all right? Be honest, too. Right now. I'll, yeah, right now. And you're, and you're in shape. And, my, and I'm in shape, and I'm still the absolute unit that I currently am. 
and and how many minutes are you getting? Or are you or is that the question too? That's that's the question too. How many? Okay. Given given that my ACL is torn, just kidding. I'm not my ACL is not torn, <laughs> but that's an excuse. Um, I think on that team, yeah, uh, you would have got some minutes. I think you, I think you would have had like probably the minutes I got. Yeah. But you would have to prove you'd have to prove that you could score. Oh, I could I could bang inside. I don't know, bro. That year you had a really tough schedule. Like we were playing some decent teams. And the no, biggest yeah, thing of why we were so bad is because we had no height, and you yeah, don't really help I, with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't help with that. I, don't, I for sure do not help with that. But I think you would have had a cool, you know, Just, you would have some 10-point games here and there. So you're saying I'll average six. Yeah, I'm cool some, with that. close to that. All right. I'm something close to that, yeah. I averaged 12 in my IMs against college-level players, all right? <laughs> Quote-unquote college-level players. Because are they not in college and are they not playing basketball? Therefore, college I, level I, players. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You're right. And most of those guys probably played high school. So there you go. It, actually, some of these players are practice players for the school's basketball team. But y'all, the, the thing about Angus, the thing about Angus is he's huge now. Like he's jacked in high school. I was a target. <laughs> <laughs> I was the I was the pro. We should pull up. I mean, I'm sure the people that know Angus know him know this, but like, um, bro, if you put like a picture of you, freshman year, sophomore year, you, and put it with a picture of you now side by side, it would be yeah, like you could be like, you could be like one of those fucking uh, plastic surgery before models. after, oh. yeah, or fucking like the after intense training, blah blah blah. It's before after for both plastic surgery and steroids. If you yeah, did it at the same time. It, but bro got it naturally, and like yeah, yeah. So good shit, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your your handles are nice. Like I remember recently, me and Enoch played basketball together, and I was just target practice for him, like hunting deers, man, hunting deers. Well, yeah, that was when uh I was over there for the podcast, the live podcast show for the mismatch. But I mean, we we're we we're I was in Crocs. He was in he was in his dunks. Connor was in whatever the Bands. fuck Connor was wearing. <laughs> hey, I was wearing jeans, which should add something too. Not very yeah, mobile in um, No, definitely not. But we'll get we'll get it a real run in soon, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'm uh I'm probably be back the weekend of game one of the playoffs. That weekend. Uh yeah. But let's move on. Let's uh let's get into some MVP talk, bro. I think it's time. We've been teasing some talk like this for a minute. Um but it's the season is winding down and the the race is getting narrower and narrower and closer and closer. So we're going to talk about time. it today. It's and in the time. words in the words of one of the best rappers of our generation, aka Nicki Minaj, it's crunch time abdomen. <laughs> and in the midst of March madness, here are two nerds talking about the NBA. Facts. Okay, so let's do it this way. Um, You go first. It's basically, as y'all know, it's basically a three-man race at this point between uh, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Uh, I want you to give me those three in your order, one through three, top three. And then then I'll give you mine, and then we'll have a little discussion. All right. I think our list might be similar, but we're going to have different reasons. So I do think that the MVP race, it, although it's technically a three-man race, I think after the last couple of weeks it's become a two-man race. And I think 
number one in my MVP ladder, the Angus MVP ladder for the full court is Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks. The Bucks are nine three after the All Star break, and in the eight games that Giannis has played, he's averaging twenty nine ten and six, shooting fifty six percent because he's a dominant interior force, and surprisingly forty three percent from three. But that's on such low volume. I don't know if people count that. And they have the best record in the East. They reached 50 wins first, and they had some signature wins this past week with back-to-back wins on the road against the Kings and the Suns. That's pretty impressive. And like like we said earlier, it's towards the end of the season. That means there's a microscope on these three players, which means that we're not neglecting the rest of the season, but this is a part of the season where whoever runs in crunch time Typically wins the award. And I just think Giannis yeah. is ahead of that race. With team success, individual stats, and I don't know, bro. It just seems like he's the he's a player Embiid's that pretty gives close. you the best chance. He he Embiid is close, but Giannis, I feel, gives you the best chance of winning a championship this season. Now Embiid, Embiid is not that far ahead. I mean not that far behind, but the Sixers are currently on an eight-game winning streak, and in that streak, he's averaging 36, nine rebounds, and five assists. And if we look, want to look at it through more games, after the All-Star break, he's averaging 35 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. They're really the hottest team in the NBA right now, and with about 12 to 16 games left in the season, this is the time where Embiid is really stepping up and putting a team on his back for this charge to go to the finals. And we know that Embiid has been snubbed up MVP for the past couple of years, which is why I think that voters will will consider that and give him some MVP vote. Now, third, third, I think this player is like way behind Jokic. And, I mean, way behind Giannis and Embiid and <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Jokic fell is, off pretty quick. He he did fall off pretty quick, and he's having a down year compared to his previous back to back season. He's only averaging 24 this season compared to 27 last season. But he was averaging a triple-double for a good while. But now that assist number is down to 9.9. I'm sure we'll go back to 10, but let, we'll see how he finishes the season. The Nuggets aren't too hot right now. They they just came off a four-game losing streak. They recently won some. And the Nuggets aren't winning as much as they used to. They had a pretty comfortable lead ahead of second. But now the number two team, the Kings, are slowly catching up to them. And... Not to yes, mention sir. the Nuggets are only seven and six after the All Star break. They're really treading water right now. And if you're really a number one team in the West, you don't tra- tread water. You 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 aim to take control of the entire West. You make sure that the West goes through you on the path to the final. Yep. And I just I think the Nuggets are a little bit floundering, right? Let's let's hear what yours happened now. to them. I think um, that it's a it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that are happening. I think Michael Porter Jr. We know that. He's not the defensive guy, and we know that their defense has been lacking all season. And then Jamal Murray had a horrendous stretch, but he he just bounced back today. But yeah, he had a great game I, today. He did have a great game, and and the game before, he had a yeah. decent game the game before. Um, but that but that yeah, game slide my list really hurts his uh hurts him standing. For sure. Wait, go yeah, go ahead. Fuck, dude. Scotty Barnes is fucking hurt. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all know or care, but fucking fantasy playoffs is right now, and I'm in the first round. I've been in 
This is we have been running this league for fucking since sophomore year, right? Yeah, since sophomore year of high school. So different players. What is that? How the, many years two, is that? Fucking like six, seven years. That'll be eight years, seven years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, but our league is fucking tough, um, and I'm always in the finals. So I need, but I never win. I've never won. Yeah, what's your finals? I'm always in the finals. I'm always in the finals, but I never won. Um, T- tell the world who you lost to last season in the finals. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Angus is always up there. Angus beat me last year, but it was close, and, and injuries always fuck me. So mm. this is kind of some PTSD. I got two guys down. Jalen Duren just went down. Scotty Barnes just went down, and I don't know if I want to drop either of those guys. So we're going to have some thinking to do. But for the MVP uh, list, my list is exactly the same as yours. But I think that, like we said, Embiid is very fucking close. And if the if somehow... Some way, the Sixers, which it wouldn't be hard because it's only a two-game lead. If the Sixers overcome the Bucks in the standings, then it's Yon, then it's Embiid at first, and it's that simple. And I think it's because when we start shifting these narratives of who's MVP, it has a lot to do with who's the hottest team in the league right now. And last week it was the Bucks, and this week it's the Sixers. So now we have to think about who's going to be the best team when the t- season ends you know what i mean so yeah. when that happens um and i also think it's not too late for Jokic to climb back up to the to number one or number two because they have been struggling yes but see people are so quick to forget but during the all-star weekend the nuggets were the hottest team in the west if not in the league and everyone was sucking sucking them up talking about how they were such a complete team aaron gordon is so good michael border jr is so good Joker is so good. Jamal Murray's back. All this stuff. Bruce Bounds, great player. You know, Mike Malone coming off the All-Star weekend. Coach. Um, this team, you know, not so long ago was really good. So I think anything can happen. But I think a lot of it has to do with um, with the rec- their, their standings at the end of the year. Uh, I also think that if it's tied, it's going to go to Embiid. Because Giannis has not been as healthy as he has been in previous seasons. And Embiid has been healthier than he has been in previous seasons. Yeah. But it's it's funny because it's still about even. You know what I mean? It's still about the equal amount of games. Um, because Embiid is almost always out. And Giannis usually doesn't get hurt too often for a long extent of time. But Giannis has gotten hurt multiple times this season. Um, and Embiid has been surprisingly semi-healthy. And he yeah. has been dominating when he's healthy. Embiid has surprisingly played more more games than Giannis this season. Wow, wow. He's played two more games than Giannis this season. So, yes, that, that does add to his case. And also, Embiid is currently the league leader in PER, which is the player efficiency rate. Wow. Um, can you, Did you see that thing that Giannis said about what's the criteria, criteria for the MVP exactly? And he starts talking about Brooke Lopez and like... <laughs> Bro, you know he's gonna be humble. I, I I'm starting to think Giannis is fake humble, especially after that incident with Trey Lyles. Everybody knows that Giannis is low key the biggest shit talker on the court, and that he does these little things. Wait, you think Giannis was being humble there? No, he wasn't. What? Well, yeah, exactly. Think, yeah, I think Giannis is humble to the media, but then everybody knows. Everyone that's in the NBA kind of knows that Giannis doesn't take shit from anybody. He he's kind of 
He's going to shit talk. He's going to do these little things that irritate opponents. And that's why Trey Lyles got so fed up at the end of the Kings-Bucks game. It's the little things you don't see that happen all game long. It's the last play you pay attention to, but it's the little things you don't see that's been going on the entire game. Yeah, like people didn't see that the Giannis elbowed Trey Lyles in the back on a box out. I saw that. I remember seeing that. I know Trey Lyles. Yeah. Trey Lyles is our enforcer, and he's not going to tolerate that. It's those plays away from the ball that you don't see because you're looking at the ball. That That's what creates a lot of tension between teams a lot of times because both teams mm-hmm. are competing, and, and especially within that game, it was a really close game, um, or well-fought game at least, and uh, both teams want to win. Both teams are winners this season, so... <laughs> hey bro can i say something crazy real quick yeah say something crazy i want to hear something crazy right now nba finals predictions yeah we we saw milwaukee bucks yeah milwaukee bucks yeah and the sacramento motherfucking kings bro <laughs> bro when i was watching this game i tweeted out i said this is the finals preview and it lit up to the it, hype it could be it could be bro like I don't know why that's like so like that shouldn't be as like crazy to say than it really is. It's the number one, number two seed in the West for the versus the number one seed in the East. Like that yeah, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't sound crazy. It's so common. The top three seed in the West against top three seed in the East. And people want to bring up these four through eight seeds. I'm like, how often do you see do you even see these teams make the playoffs? They're lower seeds, which means they have the hardest route to make the finals. And when I look at the Kings, if they stay at number two and the standings stay as they are, they have a good chance of facing the Timberwolves in the first round and the Grizzlies in the second round. And none of those teams, quite frankly, give me any fear. Yeah. I don't fear any of those teams. You see Edwards' injury? Edwards is injured. Yep. And Did you see the injury, though? Like, did you see the clip? I saw the clip, and he was in a walking boot. Bro, it does not look good. Uh, I, I, There's a difference between running and and like stepping on someone's foot or like Jonathan Kamingo like just you know taking a misstep and twisting your ankle there's a difference between that and jumping up to make a pass and landing on someone's foot that yeah. are those are two completely different mm-hmm. things with two completely different recovery times and as someone who has sprained his ankle five times uh and sprained them multiple different ways I can tell you the worst one I ever had I was out for like three, four weeks. And obviously this is without MBA like medicine and crap. Trainers, but, yeah. <laughs> right. But but the worst one I ever had was when I jumped up to make a pass and I landed all my weight on someone's on someone's foot and my ankle just went 90 degrees. And those boxy-ass Adidas that fucking Anthony Edwards was wearing, man, like those those did not do him any justice. And that I think those shoes could, could have made the injury worse. Mm-hmm. Like – like, and seriously. his body weight. And, like, everyone knows that he bulked up a lot this season. Some some reports said that he was weighing 230 pounds walking into the season. And that's a lot of Damn. weight to fall on a single ankle. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards a little bit because he's, ever since um, D- uh, Russell has been gone, he's been taking a little bit more point guard responsibilities. And do you think they look good or do you think they look worse? I think they've been... The Timberwolves have been pretty good. I feel like they found their identity uh, after the All-Star break because now we know whose team this is. There's a lot of confusion at the beginning of the season yeah. with Cat still on the team, D'Angelo Russell still on the team, and Rudy, Rudy Gobert coming in. Like This team thought they could operate the same as last year, but that's not the case. You have all these new players. You have to decide who's going to be the number one option, who's going to be number two, 
and then everyone else will fall in line because that's just that's just how things happen to work in the NBA. But now they have these complimentary yeah. pieces with Mike Conley, who knows that he's just a facilitator on the offense, and Anthony Edwards, who knows that he has to be the one that gets the offense going. Then you have uh, is Jaden Mc, Jalen McDaniels. He he's the better looking, McDaniels. Yeah, the better McDaniels. He's looking like a great two way player that can guard one through five. Like he he could guard he can guard um De'Aaron Fox in possession and then maybe slide onto Sabonis to stop his drive. I I've, I've seen that the Timberwolves are one of two teams that handed the Kings an L since the All Star break, and Jalen McDaniel's is a big part of that defense. And not to mention they're they're playing a lot more Kyle Anderson lately, and Kyle Anderson looks like a guy who can still run the offense and still be that that floor general that he he's known for being. He's really good. He's slow as shit, but he's really freaking good. <laughs> That's another guy. Remember when we talked about how the Grizzlies lost depth? That's another guy yeah. that the Grizzlies had that that they really miss now. Uh, Kyle um, Anderson. Kyle Anderson and uh and DeAnthony Melton, both of those guys. <clears throat> oh, the Grizzlies losing depth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I uh, I know you said so you know the Kings being at the number two seed and with the trajectory trajectory of uh. How the how the league has been going, at least to the West side, you said uh the Minnesota Timberwolves will play them in the first round. Um yeah. but I want to talk about a team that in their last ten games is seven and three, and no one expecting them to be in the playoff race, and no one expecting them to make the playoffs, and no one still expects them to make the playoffs. And I want to ask you why. Because they're seven and three in their last ten. They're beating teams that they people say they shouldn't, and they're standing they're sitting eighth in the West, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hmm. What the are the chances are, of them making the playoffs? The Thunder are dicey to me because every time they have a chance to go 500 on the record, I believe their record is 0-10. Anytime they're able to <laughs> break even, they're not able to get past that threshold. And I don't know what's holding them back. And I just think that this team is not in position to win right now. I don't see, I don't see what good they do from being a first-round exit. I mean, it's good experience, but it seems like That's they have so much. Experience. They have so much young talent on this team that their focus—they they don't really care whether or not they win right now. Yeah. So they're not going to put an all-in effort in winning right now because you have Jalen Williams, the one from uh, Arkansas, playing center, and he's very undersized. He's six ten. He gets he gets bullied, but he has he offers great help side defense, but he still makes a lot of rookie mistakes. So I'm sure that Sam Presti and the Thunder know that. If this team does win, they're not going to make it that far. And whatever For happens, sure happens. They're content with whatever whatever happens. They have a second overall pick waiting on the bench for next year. But what a great position to be in. If you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're still rebuilding, and everyone knows that. You still have a shit ton of picks, and you're yes, sitting eighth in the West. You get the Rockets pick. You get um, the Clippers pick. And... Like the Thunder, Sam Presti is known to make these savvy moves on draft day to get more picks or maybe even move up in the draft. And honestly, you gotta, I you gotta count love out. Sam Presti. Yeah, I wouldn't count out him making a trade to get into the top ten if the Thunder decide to maybe go for it and make the play in. Yeah, um, what team? In the West, do you want the Kings to play in the first round? Like it just, just as a fan, like not even realistic, but I mean, be a little realistic. But right. like, as a fan, I would love 
to see the Kings take on the Warriors in the playoffs. Really? As crazy as, as, crazy as that sounds and how much fear Steph Curry gives me and how frustrated I get whenever I watch the Kings play the Warriors, I just think it will be a great passing of the torch moment to the Kings because the Warriors have ran the Pacific Division for such a long time, and now they're going to yeah. hand it off to the Kings. It's it'll be great. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like when back in 2021 – when the Suns took down the play-in Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. And that was the first year Chris Paul was on the team. I, yeah. I thought was, that was a great passing of the torch moment. So I want the same for the Kings. And plus, the playoff games will be wild. Everybody in Sacramento hates the Warriors if they're a real Kings fan. Like No, the, bro. No, bro. There, See, there's <sighs> a lot of Warriors fans. There's a lot of Warriors fans so in So many which, goddamn Warriors fans in Sac. But I just know off, that... Man. In a playoff series in Golden One Center, the Kings fans will overpower the Warriors fans. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, man, you're right. That would be a, f- a hell of a series, but I don't think I'm ready for that much stress, bro. Yeah, so I'd rather have us play like the Timberwolves or Jazz or the Thunder. Out of or all those teams, the Warriors are the one team that I don't want to see in the first round. Out of all those teams. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I would tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you my answer. Um, I want to see the fucking Lakers in the first round. Lakers, they they dropped. They I lost in a row. See... They're eleventh now. Yeah, but they're only one game back from 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 the plan. Yeah, or they're tied with the. We're tied for tenth. So or yeah, they're they're half a game back from being in the plan. So they could still fuck. easily be in the plan. It is clusterfuck. But <clears throat> if there's one team I want to play, and whether we're first seed or second seed, uh, so we're gonna play. We're gonna play a, like a playing team, probably a team that had to participate in the playing, and I want to play the Los Angeles Lakers. I will go fucking broke. I will go to one of those games. I don't give a damn. I will go to one of those games just to just to cuss out a Lakers fan, bro. Like, yeah. like, dude, if we beat the great. Lakers in the first round of the NBA playoffs after missing the 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 playoffs for 16, 17 years, I will fucking cry my eyes out. I will ball like a baby. <laughs> Seriously, if it's against the Lakers, I will cry my eyes out. How fitting would that be as a Kings fan to the last time you were in the Western Conference Finals, you got robbed by this team. Robbed. And now we're coming back to beat them. And they have another all-time And now you fucking, team. and I want it to be a 4-0 sweep. 4-0 sweep. No, actually five oh, games. Let them win one so games. they can fuck them up at home. Yes. Yes, we'll take the series on the road because the Kings have not lost at Staples Center this season. The Kings are 4-0 in Staples Center. They should rename Staples Center Golden One Center Part 2. And I think that would be, it could be, like, obviously a sweep probably is not going to happen because if they are healthy, they are a decent team. But we're a better team. So, I mean, we haven't played the new, this new team, but I've seen enough to think that we're still a better team. And we have hey, if more it's Kings, uh, durability. If it's Kings versus Lakers in the first round, let's just pray that the NBA does not do anything to interfere with it like they did last time. Please. Please don't, the NBA. Just that would let us be have the, a fair <sighs> Kings-Lakers match, all right? We don't want freaking the Fred Van Vliet referee, Ben Taylor, to be co- refereeing oh, the game. God. Make sure that Ben Taylor stays away. All right? I want I want the best of the best referees refereeing this series. Who's that other ref? Who's that other ref with like the drawn on hairline? That loves Tony the Celtics. Brothers? Tony Brothers. Fuck Tony yeah. Brothers. I do not want Tony Brothers reffing us, bro. Yeah, I don't 
it's crazy how you we, we don't know the names of the good referees. We only know the names of the bad ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wonder if they get paid more for that. That I would be want, terrible. I just want the no-name referees refereeing our game. Nah. We, we just need refs that aren't emotional, man. Like, refs that... Just, I don't want to talk about refs, man. I'm going to get worked up. <laughs> Why does she keep laughing at me, bro? She keeps laughing at me. Because <laughs> you're enjoying yourself, and she doesn't like seeing <laughs> Maybe she does like seeing it. You want to talk about the Kings some more? I think. I think we covered a lot (laughs) on the Kings already. We We did. We covered a lot on the Kings. We had had some great wins. We're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat, and we're beating them on the road. And that's what you want to see from a contending team. Right now, the, the, the two hottest teams in the league right now are the Sixers and the Kings. Best record since All Star. That's insane. But it's what's crazy. Since the All Star break, the Sixers have had a better offensive rating than the Kings. But the Kings are eight and two in our last ten. Eight and two in our last ten, and nine and two since the All Star break. Sheesh. Yeah. And do you know? It's crazy. Because people looked at our schedule. I'm speaking of Chris Vernon of the mismatch. He was looking at our schedule for after All Star break. He was like, "Oh, I can see the Kings sliding down." To fourth because nah. their schedule is so hard, but we we took we looked at the schedule, saw it as a challenge, and we absolutely whipped every team standing in our way. Chris Vernon, as much as I love the guy, he is a Kings hater. He's a Kings but, hater and a Grizzlies homer. But JJ Redick was a Kings hater hater last year, and he has changed his mind. So we hope the same for Chris Vernon. Do, do you accept his apology though? Do you think JJ Redick's do, apology was sincere do. enough? We do. It was sincere. Right. It was well thought out, and it's something he had been waiting to say, not yeah, something he just, just he just. I just hope that whenever he does bring Tyrese Halliburton back on his show, he stops asking about the trade, because it really does yeah, bother fuck me. That I don't. I don't like to think that we traded away Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis. I like to think that we traded a first round pick and we dumped Buddy Hield's salary for. Or Sabonis. That's that's how I like to think of it. All right, to, so that way I can get some <laughs> sleep at night. I mean, it was the eleventh pick in the draft. We got Sabonis for it. So, mm-hmm. so first round, no names. Just say first round pick and Buddy Heald for Sabonis. <laughs> uh, I mean, as a Kings fan, we'll always love Tyrese. Man, like he brought a like he kindled a, a new fire in our in our city. And I've been a Kings fan for since 2012. So that's eleven years now. Um, <clears throat> born and raised in SAC, um, and I've never seen a guy embrace our city as much as Tyrese Halliburton. Embrace the fans, embrace the team, and try to win every single game. Embrace the city as a whole. Just that's why he was so loved here, and that's why he's so loved anywhere he's gonna go. He's gonna be loved because he's just yeah. a genuine guy. He's a nice guy. He really he's a rides. smart guy. He rides. Yeah, but we have our boy Sabonis, and I love that boy just as much. So, I I just wish no Sabonis would invite me out sometime to his wine house. Like, invite both, invite us out. <laughs> also, I think he's expecting another baby. So, congratulations yeah, to Sabonis. Congratulations, Sabonis, and congratulations, and congratulations ahead to of Darren time, Fox Sabonis. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and Darren Fox for his for rain. Yeah. 
I hope he's a king one day. Fatherhood Fox has been a different animal. Fatherhood Fox. That would Fox. be s- insane. Maybe he'll be I an think, owner. I think <laughs> I think um <laughs> I saw some stat that said that Fox has been averaging 30 points ever since the birth of his kid. That's fitting. That's fitting. That Fred Van Vliet effect. I don't, I don't know if people remember, but a couple years ago, when the Toronto Raptors went on their finals run, Fred Van Vliet left like a series for the birth of his kid, and then after he came back, he just went on a tear. So yeah, I think uh, Fred Van Vliet is fucking cold. He's one of my favorite players, and and it, because his what have he does what he does on the court and also his story, it's it's pretty inspirational. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, going undrafted then becoming an all-star. Undrafted. No one knows who the fuck he is and now he's one of the best players on a championship team. I think he was like if not the th- second, he was definitely the third best player on that team when they won. It was Kawhi, Lowry, Pascal. Pascal who? was there. Pascal, yeah. No, Fred Pas- made bigger shots than Pascal. Fred Fred did make big shots, but Pascal won most improved player that season. Yeah. But um, Angus, do the outro, bro. All right, so that's going to be it for this episode. Episode <laughs> 7 in the books. We have a week full of episodes, so if you're not caught up to this, to our series, just watch one every day of the week, and then, bam, you have content. But that's going to yes, do it sir. for us for today, folks. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate all the support. Please uh, leave us a review on Spotify. Share this podcast with anyone that you think might be interested in basketball or sports. And we hope to see you next time on The Full Court. Yes, sir. Peace.